Yeah. You always rushing me. I ain't never rushing you. I'm French. You're I not Russian. You're American. I, I'm French. Oh, you're French. Wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee. Chocolate blue. Wee wee. Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, pops, he fires to the far side, it's intercepted, and running into a touchdown! Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down, that's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome to IDP Nation. Me and Kyle are back. Just like the Beastie Boys, we rock the mic eight days a week. <laughs> going on, Kyle? Not much, buddy. How you been? I've been busy. Been busy. Yeah, yeah. we both been pretty busy lately, that's for sure. Let me hit this lottery. I won't be busy ever again. <laughs> uh, you're right. Me and you both will not be busy ever again. <laughs> I like the sounds of that. We'll have um, our own hunting camp. <laughs> That's right. That is funny. Talking hey. football, doing podcasts, drinking beer, and shooting deer. That's what we'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, I can get down with that. Little, I, th- I thought you might be able to. We, we could record from hunting camp. He-Man Woman Haters Club. No girls allowed. <laughs> That's right. Tell me, I'm tell me I'm wrong, Kyle. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not telling you anything. That's right. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> anyway, been a couple weeks. You feeling better? I know you was under the weather there. The past yeah, I'm feeling days. better. You know, it's the old uh, spring allergies. Um, when we finally start getting some decent weather here, man, it's it's a rough few weeks. Got to make sure I take my medicine, otherwise. You know, well, if you if you I'm was fragile. a little hookamaniac and taking your vitamins, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm fragile. You gotta say your prayers, take your vitamins. <laughs> Hollywood wouldn't steer you wrong. No, you wouldn't, man. <laughs> anyway, it's been a week or so. It's been a little over a week since we've uh, yep. recorded. Like I said, we've been busy with work. Kyle was a little sick the last few days, but we're back. Better than ever. <laughs> Doing what we do. Yeah, man. The it's best good to be- IDP podcast <laughs> on the market. I'll say it till I die. Nobody's hey, better. You- they can't hang with us, Kyle. They can't. You got to give the people what they want. Like right? That's the famous you gotta Hollywood. got to give the people what they want. That's, that's right. the famous Hollywood uh, slogan, man. That's right. Hey. But- it's all rainbows and unicorns here, baby. <laughs> Styling and profiling. Right. Limousine ride, jet flying. (laughs) Having a hard time holding these alligators down. (laughs) You're the Ric Flair of IDP. 
I like it. I might have to change my name to that. I might have to change my name to that. See, I'm good for something, dude. Well, yeah, you are. I'm not good You're for good much. You're good for a lot of stuff. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Right, they right, hear, right. They don't want to hear us ramble. No, that's for sure. So the so this week with the draft, what two weeks away? Yeah, two um, weeks away. Two weekends, right? We got this yeah, weekend two coming. Weekends. One more weekend. Yeah. And then draft weekend. So we thought this week we would do uh some first round guys that we thought would be drafted first round in the NFL draft. And then next week we'll come back and do uh day two, second and third round guys. And then that will take us right into the draft weekend, which I know you're busy on day one. I'm kind of busy on day one. I'm going to be guest appearing on the hot sauce uh, podcast for the draft. Um, awesome. I know you got some things with your buddies that you're doing on day one, but we may yeah. do something on Friday or Saturday, like a recap or do a day two on Friday. And we'll, we got two weeks to discuss, so I don't know your plans and my plans, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Play it by ear and see what happens, you know? But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we'll get right into it. News and notes. Um, well, I'll let you read the news and notes. Go ahead. All right, buddy. Um, well, hey, this is all your hard work, but I, I'll read them if you want me to. Um, linebacker pa- slash pass rusher slash Daryl's favorite term, edge, Whitney Merciless, oh, has retired after 10 seasons in the NFL. He finished his career with 58 sacks and 138 games. Um, pretty solid career for Whitney Merciless. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean. Decent, I, nothing flashy, but a solid career. Solid career, man. Um I actually uh, got to see him in the old green and gold this year for a hot minute before he unfortunately got hurt. But, um, yeah, yeah, definitely a, a real solid career for Whitney Merciless. Um, the Cleveland Browns re-signed safety Ronnie Harrison to a one-year deal. I actually did not see this until now. So, um, yeah, that, that puts it back in the mix with John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, and uh, Mr. Grant Delpit. So, um, you know, Johnson – John Johnson played the uh, deep free safety role last year. And, and, um, you know, Harrison's more of the Harrison has his moments, but you know, he does some, he does some knucklehead stuff and gets himself in trouble sometimes. And then sometimes he doesn't see a lot of snaps and, um, but yeah. And Dale, but I mean, he's, uh, we've talked about him at length over the few years, but I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder if they're going to, if we're going to start to see some of that big nickel stuff that the NFL has had, with those three, yeah, it's kind of, you know it's. I mean, it's possible. Line, we'll see. It's it's possible, yeah. It's you know that linebacker unit with Jay. I mean, John Johnson's a definite star. If you had to pick a running mate next to him, right? Are you taking Dilpit or Harrison? Oh man, you know it's tough. I think Sometimes, I'm taking Harrison. I just, I just think Dilpit's kind of had the injuries or whatever, and it it really depends what you're asking him to do. You know, um, true. You know, last true. last last year they. You know, John Johnson played predominantly deep, so that left um, those other guys doing stuff. I don't know that you want Ronnie Harrison necessarily playing deep at all. You know, Delpa can kind of do a little bit of both. Now, just, I, you know, definitely want to keep an eye on the rumblings coming out of uh, Cleveland with the safety group. That's for sure. Like right. you said, maybe maybe a little big nickel with Ronnie Harrison too. Um, Delpa's got to stay healthy, though. 
Oh yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's, that'll be big for him. Um, Los Angeles Chargers linebacker Kenneth Murray is recovering from left ankle surgery. So I didn't, you know, I, I saw this. I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, it was, was there something up with why he decided now to have surgery? I mean, was it just not coming along? Did you see anything else? Or was it just one of those deals that, you know, it felt like now was a good time in the process or? You know, I, I, I didn't see anything else on yeah. this. I was uh, curious about that kind of caught me by surprise i was looking through the, yeah. you know looking for some news and notes here and i was like oh okay yeah so maybe i needed i didn't dig super deep into it like i said it was kind of stretched for time but so maybe back and, when this actually occurred maybe there's some info there but yeah but i mean it occurred recently but um and the chargers just signed troy reader um recently here too so <laughs> Um, you got, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, with those chargers linebackers, there it is. That beautiful sound. It's the best uh, sound in the world, baby. <laughs> the, you know, the chargers linebackers are, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough situation. Kind of, you got Kenneth Murray who just has struggled. I mean, there's just no way around it. He just hasn't been what we had yeah. hoped. I think if struck- he don't do something this year, he's kind of done. Right, and I was on the I was on the Kenneth Murray hype train last year. I'm sure I it was. was too. I, I was think too. we both were. I was excited for him in Staley's scheme. I thought they'd blitz him a little more, which I thought was one of his better traits coming out of Oklahoma. Um, but he fit. He just struggled to uh, to to pick it up, and he lost snaps. Yeah. You know, Kaiser White was the guy who really emerged, and Kaiser White's gone now. You know, so which is surprising that he couldn't pick it up with them running mostly two linebacker sets. Right. You know, usually, if you got two linebackers, those two linebackers are dominating the reps, the, the yeah. plays, or whatever. And yep, that's kind of telling that he couldn't keep the job. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you know, Kaiser White's gone, so there's some snaps to be had. Um, I, you know, Reader is a run stuffer. He's he's not good in coverage. You know, he's. A, a liability in coverage, so he's more of just a, a thumper type. You know, we've seen we've seen the Troy Reader story plenty for the Rams, but um, right. I'm you know, I, I was talking about this with Josh from the the, the IDP show, and we were, I believe it was the other day, but um, yeah, I would you know for the price, I would rather take a shot on Tranquil, you know, um, out of the if I had to pick something, pick one of these guys because you can get him cheaper, and he's you know, kind of, he played pretty decent last year when he was healthy. Kind of came along a little bit, but it's kind of a muddy situation, nonetheless. It's it's going to be a tough one. But Kenneth Murray, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think you nailed it. Like you, this this is it for him, kind of right. Year three, if it doesn't get any better, right. are, you, are you? Is it for you too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we've, I mean, we kind of seen it like with Tennessee, you know. Rashawn Evans come out, had that good rookie year or whatever, and just kind of faded down the stretch a little bit to the point where they said, we're not picking up your option. And it still didn't get better. So they let him go on. So now he's in Atlanta. And I think you're going to, I think if Murray does not do something this year, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going from Los Angeles. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe draft somebody a little bit. Day two, late day two, maybe like back into the second. Or from that point on, I, I don't mm-hmm. see them drafting anybody in the first or early second. 
I don't know exactly what their pick is right off, but if it's late second on, I could see them drafting a, a linebacker there. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it's a, good, I mean, it's a good point too because Staley's not really tied to Murray. He didn't no. draft him anyway. Exactly, so. exactly, and I think that has a lot of bearing. Um, like you said, I, I, if I'm looking for a, a flyer with some high upside value, cheap, I think Tranquil's the guy. He's been a special teams ace, has performed pretty well. Um, and I'm not completely out on Reader. I, I know he's got his limitations, but mm-hmm. they brought him in. Right. He's going to get a look. So Right. Yeah, sometimes – you know, like I said, Troy, it's no secret Troy Reader can't cover. But if he's playing snaps, he's going to get tackles. And sometimes that's all we care about is getting points. So, right? He snaps. Yep. Name of the game. You want guys that are playing snaps. Yep. I agree. Um, next, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed strong safety Keanu Neal, who is transitioning to safety after playing more of a linebacker role with Dallas. Uh, Buccaneers signed him to a one year deal. Um, projected to be the starting strong safety next to Antoine Winfield Jr. And the Buccaneers have also signed your boy, Logan Ryan, there a little while back. So what's your take there? (sighs) Yeah, that's – Keanu Neal, I mean, we've seen him – he's always been the strong safety, right? Atlanta Mm -hmm. goes to Dallas – Started out of safety, kind of dropped down in the box, played a lot of linebacker reps for them, which is not crazy because you're a strong safety. You're an in-the-box type safety. So we saw some of that last year in Dallas. I just don't think that's exactly what you want him to do. I don't think you want him as a full-time linebacker. I think you want him as a strong safety that can drop down. Um, So going to Tampa Bay – next to Antoine Winfield, I love this Um, for so many reasons. This is, first of all, Brady's back. What's Brady doing? He's bringing in his guys, Um, guys like Sue, guys like, um, oh, help me, Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. The list goes on and on and on. They want to go play with Brady because they know they have a shot to win a championship. They're going to give their all. Neil's had his issues with injuries. I think this is his opportunity to, hey, let me go get a championship here. Um, he can be the veteran to Winfield's uh, young status, the Batman to Robin, if you will. Um, I think it makes sense. He's super smart, super athletic, super talented. If he can stay healthy, which I know has been the knock, but I like him as that strong safety next to a player like Winfield who can do a little bit of everything on a defense that's just, let's face it, they're loaded. And you've got offensive weapons across the board, so most likely you're not playing from behind a lot, which kind of allows that defense to pin their ears back and eat, which Mm -hmm. allows that secondary to do their thing. And I think that's when you can get Neil in that type of situation, I think he can excel. Um I'm, I'm all in on Neil right now. I think you can go okay. get him now for a cheap price. Um, I don't think he's going to cost you a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in on Neil right now. Right on, man. I dig it. Um, good stuff. Uh, next item on the list here, the Atlanta Falcons signed linebacker Rashawn Evans to a one-year deal. And here's another player you know very well. So, 
Rashawn Evans just never quite lived up to that first round capital your your Titans, you know, invested in him. Just never quite he had some okay seasons and whatever IDP output wise, but he never really took that step, right? That your that your Titans were hoping for. So what's uh what, what's your take here with Evans going to Atlanta? Yeah, I mean you nailed it. I mean he, first round draft pick. I thought that was a little high. I thought he should have been a day two guy, you know, somewhere in the second, third. Uh, I think the value would have been better. Um, did okay. He's had some good games, had some good moments for the Titans, but overall it's just not been worth the value. You're right. Yeah. You know, if you're drafting somebody in the first round, you're expecting them to come in and start right away, be an impact and be an impact multiple seasons. Um I think he come in and, and kind of made an impact right away, but I think it just kind of tailed off from there and it never, never got better or frankly, it never got back to what it was at yeah. the beginning. Um, for whatever reason, it just didn't pan out uh, when they didn't um, pick up his uh, fifth year option. I kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Um, I mean, that's kind of a telltale sign. I mean, if you're, if you're doing what you're supposed to and are providing a value for your team, they're going to pick up that fifth-year option just because mm -hmm. of the contract. Right. So, you know, offense, defense, special teams, if you're on a rookie contract and they don't pick up your fifth-year fifth option, that tells you all you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, moves to Atlanta, I think there's opportunities there because they need talent. Arthur Smith knows him from his time at Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some familiarity. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a good pick for them. It's not costing them a whole lot, you know. It's not like they're breaking a bank and they're getting an experienced linebacker that can help them until they can get where they need to be. So if you own him in fantasy, I could kind of see an upswing a little bit with him because his value is so low I, and he's on a team that needs tap, that needs help, I could kind of see him swinging back up a little bit. Now, he's not going to be a world beater, but I think you could see a little uptick in his value. Okay, question for you. Good stuff, by the way. Um, question for you. So there, we know all about this open spot here as it sits right now in Atlanta, right right next to Deion Jones. Foye Luicon signed with Jacksonville. We covered that. He had the monster year last year, got the bag, free agency, moved on. So here's this open spot in the Atlanta defense that features two full-time linebackers. Um, so right now you got Deion Jones and next to him, I would say the top two candidates are Rashawn Evans and Michael Walker, who, you know, has been getting some buzz as, as off season sleeper because he's flashed a little bit when he's got a chance and, and he's going his third year, you know, it, people want to see more. So who would you rather pick up today? If they're both sitting on the wire, who would you rather take a stab at? Walker Evans, is that the question? Yep. For the price of a mouse click, shout out Johnny the Greek. <laughs> right. Our boy Johnny. Um, redraft or win now? Yeah, you Evans. need a Evans? Okay. okay. I, I think just because he's got a little more experience and because Arthur Smith knows who he is, I think he gets to play – Early that could change okay. in season, but I think if you're in a redraft or a win now situation, I think he's 
got a slight edge in value. Uh, if you're talking dynasty, I'm gonna take Walker. I think Walker has a much better value. Yeah, I, okay. I'm I'm taking Walker myself. I'm more intrigued with him. I I kind of liked him coming out of Fresno State. He was interesting. Um, and I wouldn't be mad if you took Walker in a redraft or one yeah. Mail. I, You're taking a shot, right? They're both yeah. price price of a most cliff guys. You're just hoping to get something out of them at some point, right? Right. But, um, interesting situation. And hey, this this could get even even uglier, muddier per se in a few weeks here if they draft a guy in day two, say, you know. Which wouldn't surprise me about that. Wouldn't way. surprise me one bit. They, I mean, thing is, and they could, but they need a lot. So who knows what they're going to do, right? They pick at eight. Um, they got an early second rounder. Well, they, I, you know, I don't know what they're exactly going to do, but they need a lot there in Atlanta. But um, yeah. That, I don't think they take one at eight. No, no, I, I, um, I don't either. I don't I either. think that's more an offensive pick. Um, yep. I think their second rounder is the eighth pick, too, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I would say uh, that day two is a possibility for them, but I don't see I don't see the eighth pick. I agree with you. There. I mean, if, even if it's day two, I think you're looking third round mm-hmm. before they start doing something there. I could see that. Um, last piece of news, Baltimore Ravens re-signed defensive end Clayus Campbell to a two-year deal worth $12.5 million. Um, the old – vet comes back for more it kind of um, surprised me i yeah me too um because i like, thought maybe he was kind of done you know right. he's been around yeah. a while played forever yeah. oh didn't he start in arizona yeah arizona he started in arizona Jack- moved to jacksonville um and yeah. in baltimore and i thought mm, you know he had a maybe. great career yeah. oh yeah that dude's um, just a he's just a large man too like whew. You know, yeah, he's he just is. a just a just a big strong dude. I'm but glad yeah. he's not in Jacksonville no more. I started doing <laughs> right, me. right, absolutely. Um, um, two years, twelve and a half. I thought that was, I thought that was a really good price tag for him. Yeah. Um, yep. He I don't still... know that he would have got that anywhere else. To be honest, I, I right. don't. You know, I'm not privy to all the inside market information and stuff like right. that, but. My initial response was two years, 12 and a half million. I was like, wow, that's six and a quarter mm-hmm. for somebody who's clearly on the back end of their career. Um, a long career, a long, I would say, borderline Hall of Fame career. Um, been really good. Yeah, he's been really, really good. Um, but Baltimore don't have a whole lot either. <laughs> no. Oh, they got the young so, buck. You know, they, they, they got- do, but. Still. All right. We I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question at you here, Clay's Campbell. Okay. Career sack. Do you want to do you want a guessing game here? How many career sacks do you think Clay's Campbell has? Do you want to play over under or do you want to try to pick the number? Either one. What it's your game. You name the rules. I'm just gonna have you shoot for a number. Okay, okay. So say he played in Arizona, he played in he's got Jacksonville. Jacksonville. He was dominant for a while. Uh, so you want to 14 years 14 years in the league 14 years oh i know i know he had some he had a few years that he was just on freaking point you're right in jacksonville he had two 
to uh, to I'm going to say 14 years. I'm going to say he's at. One hundred and twelve. It's a little hot. He had ninety three and a half. Oh, I was going to say ninety eight. I, I, I do. I, I you're. I mean, I think that's that's a pretty strong guess because you, you, you mean you know this last year he didn't have much. He had you know, what, three four years in Jacksonville where he was yes. just yeah he had the facts easily. Yep, yep. That's where you were trying to factor in. But no, I was curious because like I I wanted to see what the number was. But no, that's a pretty solid guess, man. I, I really thought he was close to 100. Golf That's clap. why I wanted me, to say 98, and I was like, ah, I think he's a little over that. But Yeah, I, you got to factor in these last two years. He didn't have too many. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's what makes it tough because you're thinking about the good years. I'll give you the old golf clap. The old. <laughs> right. Good stuff. But that's uh, that's all we got for news and notes, my man. Right. Good stuff. Um, as always, got to pay a few bills. MFL.com. Thank them for supporting our listener leagues helping us out with all that, all the good stuff they do in charity. We thank them for that. Yes. Uh, Action 24-7, locally owned gambling site for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans. Um, I talked about it on the WIBDP grind a minute ago, too. I went over there today, checking it out. And lo and behold, what did I see? USFL. So, I mean, they are on everything. Ping pong, darts, basketball, (laughs) football, hockey, USFL. They don't miss a beat. Um, so be sure to use the promo code Hollywood 100 when you make your deposit. They'll match it up to uh, 400. So if you put four, they're going to match it. That's 800 bucks. Um, they got all kinds of things going on. If you don't like to gamble, just want to play for fun, they got that too. Um, the free site, you can win prizes, you can win money. So go check that out. We thank them. And of course, we tr- uh, thank trophysmack.com. Uh, for supporting us too. They give us the uh, nice shiny bling bling for our listener leagues this year. So uh, high quality stuff, go check them out. If you need to crown a champion in any sport or just anything, I mean, they, it doesn't have to be fantasy sports. They got everything covered. High salesmen, you know, rec league teams, whatever you want to do, they can, uh, they can uh, make you something up and it'll be nice quality stuff. So we thank them there. Um, so for our main event, me and Kyle was sitting here talking. We're just a few weeks away from the draft. Um, so we thought with basically three weeks, well, a little less than three weeks, like two and a half, but, uh, we thought we would look at NFL draft projections here. Uh, so this week we're going to do the first round, some player, we're, we're looking at a mock draft by Lance Zerline, uh, one to get the draft order, two to just see some of the names. Um, and we'll tell you what we're thinking. And then next week we're, we're going to do day two, uh, which is the second and third rounds. And then of course the following week is NFL draft weekend, which is uh, one of my favorites. By the yeah. way, it's um, Chris. It's Christmas if you play fantasy football, right? Oh, it's so <laughs> dynasty. Good. I should say dynasty fantasy I'm, football. You know, I've got the beer flowing. I got the grill rolling. I've got the TV going. I've got headphones on, listening to everything. It's it truly is like Christmas. Yeah. Um, but that's something we're going to do uh, before we get carried away here. I know you're doing something with some of your friends on day one, mm-hmm. uh, but I am going to be on the hot sauce. Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast with Larry Monkey and uh, 
those guys on day one. So go check us out over there. Um, I'll be over there dropping some IDP knowledge with those guys. Um, nice. And then I think me and you, Kyle, we've got a few weeks, so we're going to talk about it. Maybe we do something on Friday, day two, or maybe even Saturday, day three. But we're, we'll try to do something if we can, as long as we've got time and whatever. But we'll try to do a little something for the draft. Even if we don't, maybe we'll do a recap on Sunday. But we'd like to – I would like to do something live, you know, kind of – day two, day three, kind of do a recap or whatever, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. Um, So we're looking at Lance Zerline's Mach 3.0, which dropped yesterday, April the 12th. So this is one day old here. <clears throat> and I really pulled this up mainly because I wanted the draft order. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So the first overall pick goes to the Sucksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, I said it, Sucksonville. They know their name. They're okay with it. Um, when this all kind of started, we heard a bunch of names. Uh, it's kind of bounced back and forth. You've heard Aiden Hutchison. He's been, I think, the front runner for a while now. I know Thibodeau's been a name mentioned. But all of a sudden, and not just Zerline here, because he has him as his 101 to Jacksonville, but I've heard it some other places, and it's starting to pick up a little steam. Jacksonville is looking at defensive end, edge, what are you going to call him, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Um. As I've said many times, I'm not huge on comparisons, especially if I'm trying to make them. Uh, but I have seen those comparisons out there to some pretty high-profile guys from Walker. I've seen him compared to Daniel, Daniel Hunter. I've seen him compared to um, – oh, my mind just went completely blank. Another high-profile pass rusher. I, I, I don't know that he's the one-on-one. I don't think yeah. he's the best pass rusher in this class. Well, that's that's the thing with Walker, right, is he's probably right now especially the most polarizing player in this draft because he did – you know, you look at his production at Georgia and he had one year of production, and that was this year where he had 33 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss and six sacks. And before that, he was a reserve player. So he's only got one year of, you know, considerable production and it wasn't huge, but he also played on this stacked defensive line. Right. And the biggest thing with Walker is he's just his measurables and as his athleticism is just freaking exciting. And that's what's catching everybody's attention. He's he's uh, six foot five, 275, 35 and a half inch arms. So, I mean size the build is huge the long arms you love every bit of it ran a four five one you know 35 and a half vertical six eight nine three cone so a sub seven three cone so he's just like hitting all these marks for a guy of his size that you're right. just like holy shit this guy is just an athletic specimen so production wise he he doesn't really hit the marks but you have to project him um progressing right it's that's what you're doing because you 
you you watch the tape and you and he I you know I like this tape I really did he did a lot of different stuff at Georgia he played on on the edge with his hand in the dirt he kicked inside as a three tech where he can straight dominate one on one you know inside and um, he dropped into coverage a couple times he's athletic enough to do that he's probably not going to do that in the NFL but anyway just kind of shows you how athletic he is you know um, but you know the the thing with him is is it's you're going to get so many different takes. I mean, from people that are way smarter than us that are draft analysts, whatever, you know, you, you kind of hear different takes from them guys, you know, like, you know, is you got guys like a guy like Hutchinson where they feel like he, he looks like a solid 10 year vet all day. And you got a guy like Trevon Walker where it's like, he's just the traits are there. The athleticism's there, the projections there. He could be this huge hit, but it's a bit of an unknown. So it's, it's odd, man. I'm kind of rambling here because it, my mind always no, it's, it's, it's good stuff, actually. It's kind of makes it's he's just a tough one to figure out. I like him as a player, but I, you know, you have to be willing to, you know, roll the dice with him a little bit because he's a speed to power guy for sure. I mean, his upper and lower half has a ton of power. He gets off quick and he gets on you in a hurry. I mean, he'll blow you right off the ball. You know, he's got the long arms to initiate the, the contact and swiping it off you. But he just needs – he doesn't have a big pass rush plan yet because he doesn't have a ton of, you know, production and experience. So, um, yeah. it's interesting. Him at one, I, I understand where they're coming from because you listen to guys like Lance Zerline and Brugler and they love him. And if you're Jacksonville, are you taking him one-on-one? No, I'm not. I'm taking, I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson, but that's me. Yeah, I'm not taking him one-on-one either, I think. I understand, I guess, after all the rambling, I understand the thought process. And Lance Zerline's well more well dialed in than I Oh, am. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like we yeah, were, like I was just saying, like we, we were talking this before the show. You know, so I understand, like, this has merit to it if Lance Zerline's put in his mock. And I've heard him talk wow. about Walker and Brugler talk about Walker. And teams are enamored with him. And it, yeah, you, you can't – Schrager's talked about Walker Schrager, going yeah. one. But you so can't I'm deny gonna... it, though. You just – you can't deny the size, the speed, the athleticism. It's enticing. It's just the production doesn't – Yeah, but I'm concerned with the one year of production. And, and right. granted, it's a hell of a one year. Um, but I, I like Walker. But... I do, too. But I don't know that I'm ready to take him 101 over – and Aiden Hutchison over a Kayvon Thibodeau, who's yeah. If I'm going pass rusher, pass rusher at 101, it's got to be Thibodeau or Hutchison for me. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Hutchison kind of pulled a Deron Payne, if you will. Now he's he's better than Deron Payne, but I think you know you see it all the time. Teams are teams get in this college football playoff, these uh, four-team playoff, and they ball out. You know, Payne did it against Georgia, then against Clemson. You've seen Hutchison do it uh, in this year's uh, playoff. They have a big playoff, and their value just shoots through the roof, and rightfully so. Um, well, he had a big year, too. He, he did, and he's coming off in a year where he was injured. Right, the right. year before. So I think for him, that's validated a little bit. Thibodeau, I think he's – man, I've, I've went back and watched all the way back through his high school tape. I just think he's the best defensive end, edge rusher, all-around prospect there is in this class. Um, 
Walker. I like him, but I kind of feel like he's a, I hate to say it this way, but a workout wonder, you know? He only had the one year. He come out and just blew away the freaking combine, blew away the freaking pro day, and he's shooting through the roof now. Yeah. Um, the sample size is small, if you will. Um, am I ready to take him at 101? No way. Um, I hope Jacksonville does. Um, not that I want it to work out, but I just I think that's a reach there at 101. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's it's interesting up top because there's no real clear cut, right? You know, uh, usually right. there is. Well, let's get to number two, a guy we've talked about here. Yeah, so up next is uh, Detroit Rock City, you know. Mm. Your old, uh, your stomping grounds there, if you will. Um, it's my, my home state. Your home state. Um, they are, Zerline now, has them projecting to take Aiden Hutchison. Um, for me, again, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm taking Hutchison or Thibodeau. And I think based on what I'm hearing, I would take Hutchison here. I mean, if it was me, I would take Thibodeau, but I think Hutchison's the pick. Um, but with Walker gone, this makes perfect sense for Detroit. Mm -hmm. In-state guy yeah. whose dad played for Michigan was an All-American. You know, he's an All-American. He It's on record that he grew up wanting to be a Michigan star, in-state guy, mm -hmm. uh, was injured, bounced back, and had – I mean, the dude was, what, third or second in the Heisman voting this year? Um, uh, second. Yeah, second in the Heisman voting. And then I know this is not why you draft players – but it makes sense once you break it down. Detroit needs a lot of talent. Trayvon or Trey Flowers is gone. They still have Okwara, so they need somebody there. Walker's off the board. You take Hutchison, in-state guy, hometown guy. Like I said, how many freaking jerseys and merchandise is he going <laughs> to freaking sell? Right? Yeah. It's going to no, be it's... off the charts if he slips in two. <laughs> Everybody yeah. in the state of Michigan is going to have a Hutchison jersey. Right. You know this. Yeah. Um, and arguably at 102, you're getting the best defensive player in the draft. Arguably. Um, I think he's right up there. I think he's one of the three best players in this draft, defensive players in this draft class. To me, if, if I'm Detroit and for some reason Jacksonville or – for argument's sake, somebody trades up and they don't take Hutchison. If I'm Detroit front office, I can't turn that card in fast enough. I cannot run to the podium fast enough. I cannot get – it just makes too much sense to me for uh, them not to take Hutchison if he's there. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if this is how this plays out, um, I think Detroit's going to be ecstatic. Um, like you said, they'll be – Handed in the card super quick. And, you know, Hutchinson just has the makings of a really good pro to me. I just don't see it not happening. I mean, obviously, I don't know that, but it could I could be wrong about anybody. But I, I just think Hutchinson's got – he's got a, a full 
well-rounded game. Um, he had the big year this year with 14 sacks. You know, after he had a breakout sophomore year where he had 69 tackles and like 10 tackles for loss. It's kind of where he emerged. And this year he broke out with you know he got hurt last year, like he said. This year he had the big year with the 14 sacks, and you know had some that big game against Ohio State, which you know was a big deal. And um, this is a big pick. This would be a big get for for Detroit. It's a premier position, uh, premier player in this draft, and like you said, the the home state um, allure is just. I mean, it's a it's a perfect fit. So um, this would this would be awesome for Detroit. I, I'm with you. Right, right. Um, pick three is Houston. Um, I've seen some rumors that they could take it take a defensive player. Um, Zerline has offensive tackle from Alabama, Evan Neal, projected there. I have seen some thoughts of Thibodeau there, which I would absolutely hate because I think he would excel there. But uh, um, for argument's sake, we're going to stay with what Zerline has projected here. Fourth is the Jets, and this is interesting to me. At four, and this is the first of – the Jets' two first-round picks, Sauce Gardner, uh, the corner from Cincinnati, clearly the best. Well, I don't want to say clearly because um, some people would argue maybe. Derek Stingley might have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to argue Sauce Gardner. Um, clearly, New York needs a lot of help. I think they need a pass rusher. I mean, I know they've got Bryce Huff and John Franklin Myers and Carl Lawson coming back. Carl Lawson coming back, but they need that young pass rusher, and I think right now is the time to get it. Um, You know, they've got players like uh, Michael Carter at safety, Brandon Eccles at corner, who did really good. Um, So, I, you know, if it's a defensive player the Jets take, no matter who it is, as a fantasy owner, I'm all in because last year – Robert Sala showed, hey, I'm, I'm going to play my young guys and they're going to perform for me. And all of them, just about every rookie he had performed well. So if it's a defensive guy, I'm taking it for sure. But it is Sauce Gardner at four. Who, Kyle, that's. Uh, well, I'll just say. For me, that's a stretch. I think I, if it's me and I'm there at four and Thibodeau's on the board, I think you got to take Thibodeau. That's just my thought. I mean, the the, thing, the deal is, is like pass rushers and corners are the, you know, you can never have enough of them, right? They're the premier positions. So it all depends what their board looks like. I mean, Sauce Gardner had an awesome career at Cincinnati, well documented there. Um, and then, you know, you look at him, he's 6'3", 200 pounds, 33 and a half inch arms. And then he ran the 4'4", which is what people wanted to see. And that speed, that size, that length. If you think he's a shutdown corner, then I get it because, I mean, that is a prime. And, and PFF position. has those numbers to back up. I mean, he didn't – oh, gosh, I wish I'd have looked this up earlier, but his pass coverage numbers like touched – he's not gave up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, first down allowed, yards allowed, mm-hmm. you know, yards per attempt – it's hard to argue he's not a shutdown corner, and I get it. There's a pill there. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he's not a top-five pick. And I love Gardner. I do, but he's not a top-five pick. Yeah, we'll see. 
We'll see. All right, so we move along to number five here, the New York Giants. And Zerline has my boy Kayvon Thibodeau. If for some reason the Giants are on the clock and Thibodeau's there, they can't smash this fast enough. They can't smash. The fact that Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, who's I've saw mock to, and the Jets are there. That he four teams that need a pass rusher and he makes it through that gauntlet. If I'm the Giants, I'll smash that all day. I'll smash it all day long. I think yeah. Thibodeau's the second best defensive player in this class and best pass rusher in this class. Yeah, I, I'm a big Thibodeau fan of myself. I know he's been catching flack for different things, but, you know, I think we might have mentioned this. You know, this draft fatigue happens if people start picking apart players because – whatever, but um, Thibodeau is a baller. Um, we've been talking about him for the last how many years, excited to see him hit the draft. And I think if the Giants can get Thibodeau at five, they, they need pass rush help. And Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. Um, what Leonard a team Bo- that would be. Yeah, so, I mean, two, two young, two young uh, talented pass rushers. I, I like this pick for New York big time. That's crazy. I hadn't even thought of the Ojolari matchup, but man, that would be whew, mm-hmm. insanity. Um, number six is Carolina. He's got Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Seven is the Giants again, and he's got them taking Iki Ikawunu, the NC State offensive tackle. Um, eight is the Falcons. Wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Nine is Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade they got from Denver. Um, he's got Derek Stingley Jr., the corner from LSU, who some think is the best corner in this league, I think, or in this draft. I think because he set out last year with an injury, I think that's kind of what hurt him a little bit kind of made it, you know, it's always what's fresh and on your mind. Um, I will say, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta take a defensive player here, but I think they're definitely looking at offense uh, with Arthur Smith. So, um, nine, Seattle, Derek Stingley Jr. We're long gone from the past to the Legion of Boom days, right? Um, so I think this makes sense. It, it, it's clearly a rebuild despite what they say. Um, Got to have some help out there on the outside. I think Stingley, arguably the best corner in this draft, depending on who you ask. Um, I think he's the guy. I think that's a good pick for them. Yeah, they need corner help. Um, I like Stingley. I mean, the thing with him, like you said, he got hurt. He had the huge freshman season. You know, everybody was like, just Put you wait. on the spot, Stingley or Gardner? Who are you taking? Uh, I got Stingley as my number one corner. Okay. Gardner's number two right now. Um, yep, same here. Um, so, you know, Stingley came back and, and had a nice pro day, hit the numbers, hit the marks. Everybody was pumped to see it. And um, Seattle needs a corner. This fit makes a ton of sense. I like to pick for them for sure. Right. Now, here's something, and I didn't even look at this really till now and pay attention. So we're at pick 10. 
the Jets are back on the clock. You just heard me talk about them taking Gardner at four, how I thought that was a reach, um, that I thought they needed their, a pass rusher and all that. So at 10, Zerline has the Jets taking Jermaine Johnson the second from Florida State, the defensive end. I freaking love this. I think if this, if Zerline's draft holds true and they can get Gardner at four, Johnson at 10, look out for the Jets. They're coming. Hey, if you can get Jermaine Johnson at 10, that's the pass rusher that I said they needed. And I think he's one of the highest risers in this draft. Um, I, I think he's the third best pass rusher in this class, and he's he's probably going to push the top two, Tavon, uh, Thibodeau, and uh, Hutchison. I think Gar or Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. I think he's that good, not quite, but I think he's close. He could push him. Um, I will say this now, thinking about it. What did we see last year in the draft? J.C. Horn. Um, Patrick Sertain. Patrick Sertain. Those corners, most people were thinking what? 10 through 20 when it's they would come off? It's a premier position, man. Shut down corners. And, and they started coming off in of the top 10. You know, 7, 8, yeah. 9, 10. That's where they started coming off. So yep. if I'm the Jets – Based on that information, premier position, if you think and you feel that you can get a Jermaine Johnson at 10, then I think you have to take Gardner or Stingley, if you like Stingley. I think you have to take one of those two at four, because if you don't, they're not going to be there at 10. I think they're going to go early, uh, which makes sense to me now. You know, you're you're getting your especially corner. with especially with Seattle sitting right in front of you at nine. It needs exactly. a corner big nine. Exactly. So. so I think that makes sense. And we heard last year, you know, when New Orleans tried to trade up. Remember, they tried to trade up in the first round in that top ten to get a corner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've kind of got to eat my words here. I think that makes sense. You take Gardner or Stingley if that's your guy. You take them at four. You get your pass rusher at ten. I love that. Yes. I'm a huge Jermaine Johnson fan as well. He blew up this year at, at Florida State, 70 tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, just a monster year, tested well. Um, he's, I think he's an, he, he's a good player. He's, his tape is awesome. Um, I love I love these two picks for the Jets, and getting Johnson at 10 is awesome value, I think. So I'm, yep. I'm, all, I'm all for it. At 11 is the Washington – I can't say commander, so I just can't do it. The Washington – You just said football it. Team. The Washington football team. <laughs> anyway, Drake London, USC wide receiver at 11. Minnesota in at 12. He's got Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. They've had Harrison Smith forever and a day, local product from just down the road for me, and he has been everything they could have hoped and wished for and more. Getting a little long in the tooth, 
Still producing. Still producing, but a chance to bring in the heir apparent and Kyle Hamilton makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I agree. With that said, if he makes it out of the top five, whoever drafts him is getting a steal because I think Kyle Hamilton not only is the best defensive player in this class, he might be the best overall player in this class with his versatility, athleticism, um, the things he can do, play deep, play in the box, rush, cover. If Minnesota can grab him at 12, man, they've, they've, they're going to win the draft no matter what happens from this point forward, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's um, that good. He's, I'm, I'm a huge Ham- Kyle Hamilton fan, too. He's slipping here because he didn't run this blazing 40 time. So, he, whatever. Um, you I, know, I, but you, thing you knock it, him for your his 40 time. Go back and watch the Florida State game when he came from the far hash, the far hash all the way across the field to make an interception. Knock him for his 40 speed and then go watch that play and tell me who wins. Right. Tell and, me who's right. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree with you. And the thing is, sure, he didn't run this blazing 40, but you got to remember, too, he's 6'4", 220. He's not a small guy <laughs> either. And he, uh, I mean, like you said, he shows those flashes of covering ground, no problem. Um, Kyle Hamil- Hamilton at 12 here is, I think this is a great pick. If he, if he does make it this far, kudos to Minnesota for getting a hell of a deal. Yeah, he's a freaking hoss. Yeah. Freaking hoss. Yep. I don't know that there's a cleaner prospect at that elite of a level that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. No, he's he's, uh, he's going to be a difference maker for IDP as a safety. Yep. Uh, pick 13. Houston is on the clock again. Uh, we've got a lot of teams that have multiple hit, multiple picks. I think there's six teams with two picks in the first round. If yeah. I read that correctly, yep. um, probably, Houston's one right. of them. You know, I knocked them earlier for uh, who did I say they got? They got, they took Evan Neal, the offensive lineman. Can't knock that. So they're coming back. According to Zerline, they're going to get Devontae White, the the defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, I think he shows a little versatility to be able to kick out and play defensive end, that edge role, if you will. Um, I like it. I mean, if again, kind of the same thing with the Jets. If you can get your guy your need early and you can still get that pass rusher that they need this late, I think you do it, and I think this is a good landing spot for him. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Javante Wyatt fan. Um, he is for a big man, he's super agile. He ran a great time. It was like four seven six or four seven seven, whatever. It was right on, I think it was just a tick faster than Jordan Davis, who's another guy we'll talk about here soon. But um Devontae Wyatt is um yeah, another Georgia defensive lineman who I think is just a baller. I, I love him as a uh as a three tech. I don't think he is going to hold up very well if you ask him to play a lot of nose tackle because he doesn't handle double teams overly well or consistently well I should say um, he, he does struggle there from times but as a three tech he is um, a handful um, he's quick off the jump he's got pop in his hands and the dude can work down the line because he, he's got such good change of direction for a guy his size 
Um, so I, I really like Devontae Wyatt. I think this is a really good pick for the Texans because I think he's, I don't see him not being a really, a really good player for that defense. And, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna really help them up front. Um, Next guy on Zerline's mock is pick number 14, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they took, according to Zerline here, they took George Karloftis, defensive end or edge rusher, out of Purdue. Um, Baltimore could use could use a little pass rush help, and um, I'm a big Karloftis fan, and I think it's pretty good value for him. Um, he's been he, he's been awesome. Uh, since since his first year at at Purdue, um, I've seen a lot of a lot of his games being a Big Ten guy. Um, you know, he just he had, he had the injury as a sophomore last year, but then he came back this year and was back to doing George Karloftis stuff. The thing I love about Karloftis is he's got nice speed to power, you know, combination there, and um, his hands. Man, the guy is a straight tactician um, with his hands punches swipes like he just he's he's a handful um no pun intended um i just <laughs> I, I i'm a huge Karloftis fan and i like i like this fit for baltimore i like i like the value i like to pick and i like it for Karloftis as well uh yeah i mean this is um a really interesting pick baltimore definitely definitely needs pass rush help we Be a nice nice pairing with the way yeah. yeah, and we just talked about them re-signing Campbell. So yeah. they know their time, their own limited time with him. Mm-hmm. So they got to get right. somebody in there that can rush the passer. Um, yep. Excuse me. I think Coral Lofidus is the fourth best pass rusher in this class. Thibodeau, Hutchison, Jermont, Jermaine Johnson. I think George is number four. Um, interesting. I think his freshman season – and Purdue was by far his best season. It was. Tackles, Produc- production-wise, it was. Yeah, production-wise. Um, sophomore season, he was hurt. I think that kind of took a toll on him, and I think he was still getting his legs, if you will, and stuff behind him, back under him as a junior. Um, but if you look at his freshman and junior seasons, 24 games – 27 tackles for a loss, 12 sacks, um, six pass deflections, uh, four recoveries, three forced fumbles, a touchdown. I mean, he's a complete player. Um, Really like this pick for them. Uh, I'm with you on that. I think this is a must-need for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need this kind of talent. Um, and we're on a roll here with IDP. If if this is how the actual NFL draft plays out, this first round is going to be fun for us IDP guys. Um, yeah. 15, the Eagles, another team with two picks. Um, this time they're going to get in Trent McDuffie, corner from uh, Washington. Um, man, he's been a fast riser. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the end of college football season till now, he's been – one of the shooting stars, if you will, of IDP class. Um, And they definitely need help. Um, (laughs) They've lost all their key marquee names. 
veterans, they need help in that secondary. And I think McDuffie is that guy. Yes. It, this, this pick is, uh, I, I get it. You know, they need, they need help at corner. McDuffie's a good player. A lot of analysts like him. And um, I, yeah, I, I like McDuffie as well. And I like the fit. It's pretty solid value too for Philly at 15. Yep. Um, at 16 is the New Orleans Saints. And Zerline has Malik Willis projected there. Um, that makes sense. They do need a quarterback. I don't know that Winston is the answer. Clearly, Taysom Hill's not the full-time answer. I think Moore's of a all-around gadget guy, all-around do-everything, jack-of-all-trades guy. He is. But you need that clear number one quarterback. Um, so I think that makes sense there. Willis, I'll be surprised if he's there at 16, but I think that makes sense. And we are at the halfway point of the first round. And before we move on here, if you are into IDP and you just can't get enough, go check us out on the Patreon, IDP Nation Patreon. Uh, it's on, uh, you can find it on, I've tweeted about it. It's on IDPNation.com or IDP Nation Twitter handle. It's pinned there. You can go check it out. Go sign up. We've got three tiers for you. All kinds of stuff. Me and Kyle's writing stuff up. Uh, rankings, um, articles, tidbits, nuggets, um, spreadsheets. Um, if you're into IDP Devi, you definitely want to check it out. Uh, go check that out. And also, while I've got your attention, go check out IDPNation.com. That's our new website. Um, it'll take you to our pod page. You can see every episode that we've ever recorded. And then you can see articles. You can help support us with uh, uh, PayPal or our sponsors, Action 24-7, um, MFL. Go click on the links, gothic.com. Go check all those out. Um, lots of good stuff going on there. I've been putting up some draft profiles leading up to the draft, so go check them out. Uh, Kyle's going to be sending me some stuff pretty soon, so be sure to check us out and help us out there on that. Um, so we're halfway through the first round, Kyle. 17 yep. is the Chargers. Um, and he his airline has Trevor pinning the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Um, I could see that you want to protect Herbert um, while you still have your weapons. I think you want to take care of you want to protect those weapons while you're in that window with Allen, while you're in that window with Eckler, uh, you know, with Williams outside, you got Herbert. So it makes sense, you know, got the pieces on defense. It makes sense to protect those guys. 18, here's the Eagles again. Traylon Burks, wide receiver. Um, Saints at 19. Second pick of the draft for them in the first round. Jamison Williams, wide receiver. Um, pick 20. Pittsburgh Steelers, he's got Kenny Pickett. Interesting. Um, 21, New England. Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. So, we, you know, we had a huge run on defensive players, and then we kind of went offense there for a little bit. 
Now we're at pick 22. And this is the pick from Las Vegas for Devontae Adams. One of the picks for Devontae Adams. One, one of the picks. Yes, I stand corrected. One of the picks. <laughs> but the key pick, let's put it that way. The key right. pick. Yeah, yep, yep. And Lance Zerline. Before I say anything, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, go ahead and say who it is. You get- but Lance Zerline at pick 22 has the Green Bay Packers selecting defensive tackle. Jordan Davis from Georgia. Yeah, um, I hadn't seen this mock before we did this, so I didn't know who he had Green Bay taken. But I mean, I don't, I can't hate this pick. I know we need a wide receiver, but um, I mean, how can you, how can you argue here? Jordan Davis is an absolute freak of nature. Six foot six, three hundred forty pounds, and he ran a four seven eight forty, and he had like a what one six eight ten yard split or something. That is in. The the size, the speed, the explosion is he's one of a kind almost, you know. And you watch the tape and he just destroys people. He can play nose, he can two gap, he's just a he's a problem on the interior. You can just wreck things in the middle. <laughs> and if they if they do select Jordan Davis, that makes them be able to be a lot more flexible with Kenny Clark and move him around because he can play all over. And the more you can take double teams away from Kenny Clark, the more of a problem he can be. So I love I love this for Kenny Clark if this happens for, for those DT or IDL required um, uh, true position leagues. And I love oh, this God. from an NFL I love this from an NFL standpoint, a Penn and Packer fan standpoint, because we got this big athletic, powerful, destructive uh, nose tackle that's gonna just be a problem in the middle, and then Kenny Clark can do his thing. They're going to have to double team him. That's the thing, right? And then you leave Kenny Clark one on one. Good luck, and then um, it, it just really bolsters the interior line, man. This, I think, this is the first time I've seen this pick mocked, and I, 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 that. I was like you, I just, I, because I wanted the draft order, current yeah. draft order, and this was the first mock that popped up, so. I did not look at it before I sent it to you. I seen the first few picks, but I hadn't got down in on down into the draft. If Green Bay can get Jordan Davis at twenty two, that's insane, man. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Jordan Davis mocked at seventeen to the Chargers because they're You've heard running. the, the uh, state or the the quote "man among boys." Mm-hmm. Jordan Davis is a man among men. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean he he don't play around. He's a, yeah. he's a monster. Yeah, um, I gotta say, man, I don't hate this at all. Yeah. So twenty three, Kansas City, Chris Olive, wide receiver, Ohio State. Twenty four, Dallas, Bernhard Raymond, the offensive tackle from Central Michigan. Um, here's an interesting one at twenty five, Buffalo Bills. And Zerline has them taking cornerback from Florida, Kair Elon. Um, a lot of people like him, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Um, <laughs> I'm just not sure he's first-round talent for me. 
I think he's somebody you can get early second if you if you wanted to move back. I'm not taking him. You know, I'm not going to take him at 25. Um, if I'm Buffalo, I, if that's my target, I'm trying to move back 29, 30, and you can probably still get him. Well, you got to remember that this is a mock draft too, and they're trying to, you know, Zerline's got his rankings of players, and he's trying to fit them as he goes to, you know, it's. I mean, you still got Tredavious White, Teron Johnson. Um, you, you can never have enough corners. I mean, that's true. part of the deal. This is true. This is true. So, um, yeah, I mean, Elam's a good player. I don't know if he'll go 25. I, I don't know. I mean, he's good. I'd, I'd like to stay. I think he's a good player. Um, can never have enough corners. It makes sense. Buffalo is uh, got a pretty strong roster, so I could – I mean, I get it. All right. All right. Pick 26. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm, oh, wow. Well, I mean, you want me to say this one while you can, so you can gather your thoughts? Yeah, I might need a minute here. I'm, In the words of Saturday Night Live, I'm feeling a little flipped here. <laughs> no, no, pick number 26. The Hollywood's Tennessee Titans select wow. Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. What are your holy, thoughts? Let's hear it. Holy shit. <laughs> First of all, I don't think Lloyd will be on the board at 26. I think he's the best all-around linebacker in this class. Is he your LB1? Absolutely. You know he's my LB1 because I gave you my rankings. Yes, yes, he's my LB. I know a lot of people think highly of Dean, but Lloyd's the dude. Lloyd's the guy. I would expect him to be gone here. With what we talked about earlier with Rashawn Evans being in Atlanta and Tennessee not resigning him and or, ex, or picking up his option, geez, Louise, getting Devin Lloyd here would be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, just think of what he'd be playing behind. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, um, Oh, Bud Dupree, uh, Danico Autry, and then you're going to put a player like Devin Lloyd behind him with probably Zach Cunningham. David uh, Long. I like David and Long. David, and David Long. You could slide Lloyd in between those two, Cunningham and Long. You can also take Devin Lloyd and rush him off the edge if you really wanted to in exactly. some formations because he's done that. I mean, you're not drafting him to to – predominantly do that, but he can do a lot of things with Devin Lloyd. If, if this happens on draft day, I may pass out. <laughs> well, I, I'm just it, it won't be the 37 Budweiser's. It'd be this pick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just, I can't imagine that he's still here on the board at 26. I, I would think he's going somewhere 18 to 25 ish. I think he's, I think he's going to go right before Tennessee can pick somebody moves up or somebody takes him right before. I mean, you just never know with linebackers too. I mean, I can't, what a perfect world that your Packers get Jordan Davis and my Titans get Devin Lloyd. I I like this for both teams. I can tell you that. I do too. And God help the rest of NFL. If this happens, (laughs) I love this for your defense. I really do. I almost I, think this would be the missing piece on defense in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like I like but this. Yeah, a lot. I love that. I, that's uh that's insane. Yeah, I, I love this pick for you guys. And I think you could even, you know, they had given David Long the the green dot to run the show, and he's done well doing that. If that stays the way, if that, you know, stays the same this year, and and then you could kind of let Devin Lloyd run and make plays and, and move him around. I mean, this be I fun. think Lloyd, or not Lloyd, but Long and Cunningham are the two. So to get a player like Devin Lloyd and slide him in there, man. Yeah, and you can do. easier way to ease a rookie in, right? Very good point. I love it. That's a good fit. 27, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, wow, because if this happens, I love it. Defensive tackle from Connecticut, Travis Jones, who is one of my favorites of this class, and I think he's I think he's one of the top three defensive tackles in this class. A lot of people say, well, his level of competition, blah, blah, blah. This dude's a baller. Mm-hmm. He is a wrecking freaking ball. Put him on a Super Bowl contending team where he can learn behind Vita Vea and Domicon Sue. Well, Sue's not there right now. Well, right? They're trying to resign him, but yeah, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I think it does make sense if Sue doesn't return then there's an opening there. Makes perfect sense. Uh, even if Sue does return, I still think it makes sense because yep. now you've got an option when Sue retires or moves on, whatever he does, he can kind of mm-hmm. learn and slide right in next to Vea. I, some of these picks have, uh, have for me, have been spot on. I, if they happen, I think Zerline's the king. If, <laughs> if some of this happens. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Travis Jones, um, he was awesome this year for Connecticut. And then he had a really good senior bowl. He had a good workout at the combine. Um, you know, like you said, he did play against, you know, weaker competition at UConn. But then when he went to the senior bowl, he crushed it against the big guys, the big names, the big schools. And he's crushed it every step of the way in the pre-draft process. Um, Jones is really good player and I, I love the pick i really love the pick if they are not able to bring sue back because that fills a big <laughs> void right next to which zerline says right here um you know right next to vita Bea. but yeah good pick good player um I, I like it yeah um so moving along here at 29 the cardinals take running back Brees hall from iowa state um pick 30 kansas city Interesting you did, here. You did you did skip Green Bay's pick. It was that on purpose? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Christian Watson, wide receiver, which I freaking love, by the way. Yeah, oh, we could use man, we could I'm not gonna go all Packer on you here, but yeah, we could use a wide receiver and hey, he's a mother freaking burner, dude. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I like him. Yeah, absolutely. Size, speed. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saw the picture there and I, I guess I scrolled too far, but yeah, that's that's good for y'all. Uh, Brees Hall at 29 to the Cardinals, 30, Kansas City. Boye Mafe, Minnesota Edge. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little too early for him. I think he's a day two guy. He's been rising, so I maybe yeah. He has with the combine and or with his testing and all that. I think he's mm-hmm. I'm not totally surprised he makes it in the first round, but I think it's a little bit of a reach. I think he's more of a day two, mid-second guy for me. I think that's where the value is. But Kansas City needs help with the pass rush. 
Uh, yep. Frank Clark's not what he needs to be. Um, you know, they brought in Melvin Ingram. That didn't quite work out. Um, so they need that young guy. So I could see this being an actual pick here. I think it works for them. But I, I do think it's a little bit early. Yeah, I mean, it's all how you have these next group of pass rushers ranked, right, with the OJ- <clears throat> with the David Ojabo injury. You know, he, he was a guy that was getting a ton of buzz, and, you know, he had the big year, and, and he, was, he was really high in a lot of a lot of analyst boards and people's rankings, and then he got the unfortunate Achilles injury. So he fell out of this first-round um, buzz, I guess you could say. So now this next group of Boye Mafe, Arnold Abiketti, you know, like those those types of guys, like which pass rusher is uh, the highest on everybody's board um, to go at the end of the first round to a team like, you know, Kansas City, like you said, they need pass rush help. So it's all a matter of, you know, where do they – how high do they have – how do teams have a guy like Mafe? You know, this it makes sense. Will he go in the first round? I don't know. But if you need a pass rusher and he's high on your board, I mean – Kansas City's got to get him here because he's probably not making it to their next pick. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 31. Cincinnati Bengals. Darn them in their Super Bowl run. Um, cornerback, Kyler Gordon, Washington. The second cornerback from Washington, Trent McDuffie. Yeah. McDuffie early, now Gordon um, kind of makes sense because they needed some help in that secondary. They've kind of went the veteran route. Uh, now they need to get some young guys on that outside to help there. Uh, so yep. I like this pick. Yeah, um, makes a ton of sense. Uh, and it's pretty, a pretty good fit. I like to pick. Kyler Gordon's a good player. Um, like you said, another Washington corner. And, you know, um, Good size. You're in a good time to get four, five, forty at the, at the combine. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? Cincinnati, uh, they uh, they had the big run, and you can never have enough corners. Been saying that most of this mock. <laughs> right, right. And then, of course, um, rounding out the draft, kind of almost where we started. Pick 32, the Rams, their second pick of the first round. Matt Corral, quarterback from That's the Lions. You said Lions. You got you said the Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. They got the pick from the Rams. I was looking at where it came from. So it's the Lions pick from the Rams. Um, so they're taking Matt Corral, quarterback from Mississippi. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen, and this I'm sure it's a record. And I believe it is. I don't know that I've ever seen this many teams with multiple first round picks. Yeah, it's and that's with some of the trades we've had. We've already had some trades and just gonna say it's with this new trade happy NFL. <laughs> and I'm here for every bit of it. Yep. Yep. Oh absolutely. my god, we we've watched the NBA and Major League Baseball to an extent, but especially the NBA where they just trade people left and right, like throwing pairs at people and yeah for so long the nfl's like nope you're gonna die with this franchise you know yeah. like cincinnati they they were not gonna trade carson palmer 
you're you're down in Cincinnati. And it took him sitting out, threatening to sit out before he finally went to Oakland. And um I think it's I think the NFL's finally caught up with this trade thing, and I think coaches and they realize, hey, we can make this work. We can do this. We can do this. And I think it's, I'm here for every bit of it. I think this, this is finally the free agent frenzy that we've all been waiting for to happen for however many years. I hope this is the norm going forward. I do too. And I think it will be, (laughs) I I don't think we've seen nothing yet. I think we're going to see when draft, we may see a few trades before draft day. Right. But this, you're in that window, those two or three weeks before the draft, it's the calm before the storm, you know? Right. Everything yep. just kind of kind of yep. just hunkers down, batting the hatches, yep. and then when draft day gets here, it's balls to the wall. So we yep. may see a trade or two before then, you know, like a Saquon Barkley I'm hearing a lot of stuff about. So maybe somebody like that. Um, but I think when draft day gets here, man, look out. Fireworks are about to fly. Yep, absolutely, man. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, that concludes our first round. Pretty interesting to see what Zerline had. Um, shout out, shout out, Zerline. That's uh, oh, yeah, that I mean, that was an impressive mock. If nothing else, I hope he hits on Green Bay and Tennessee. Yeah, I don't care if he misses the rest of them, I'm good with that. Was, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Was there uh, any defensive players that were surprises you didn't see in the first? Is there anybody that sticks out to you? Because I got one. Uh, it's kind of an obvious one. It's a name a lot of people have talked about. Um, I'll just go. I didn't want to steal yours because I had a couple, but – one, the one guy that stuck out to me was Nicobe Dean not going yep, in the first. I say, yeah. yeah, I you know I think I figured we'd both be along the same. But maybe that's a product of this class, Lloyd mm-hmm. being the. And I'm not saying that's what he's saying, but me and you both said Lloyd's the best overall linebacker in the class. Mm-hmm. Zerline said there's only one linebacker being drafted in the first round, so that kind of validates what we're thinking. So if if that's the case, maybe he's thinking the Kobe Dean, Chanel, Muma, because uh, it's a, I don't want to say it's a deep class, but there's some good options. Troy Anderson, the guy from Montana. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to see there's some nice value at linebacker day two, late day two, day two. They're early. I think even early day three, you're gonna there's going to be some guys to that. Yeah, I do too. Players. I think the thing that's hurting the Kobe Dean is his size. Right. Short, stocky build, be the knock on great it. length, but right, yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, he could go round one, but he's the first one that came to mind. I assumed we were on the same page you know, that we didn't see, especially because of all the chatter, all the buzz. It, and I would say the one other thing is um, just one safety going to um, you know the there's Jaquan Brisker didn't quite make it, and then you got. But I think that's right. I think Zerline, whether Hamilton, where Hamilton goes or not, it's not the question. I think Zerline's dead on it. Well, yeah, I was going to say in this class, and and nobody else is close. Well, I mean, the thing is, the back end of this first, I was curious to see what he had if if another safety went, is because they're different. What I was going to say was a guy like Brisker or like Daxton Hill, 
I'm in Michigan where Hill can play safety. He can play slot. He can play outside. He can play kind of all over. So I was curious to see if he fell to one of these teams late. You know, he's, he's labeled a safety per se on here, but he does a little bit of everything. So I was curious to see if he made it at the back end or if one of those safeties like Brisker or Lewisine or whatever made it in. But, no, I mean, I agree. It's Kyle Hamilton and the rest. But um, yep. that was the other thing, just the one safety. I was curious to see yep, if he I snuck, agree with you on that. I mean, uh, if he snuck a second. We're, we're not experts, but to kind of no, see. not even close. Zerline kind of have some of the same thoughts that me and you are having. Yep. Kind of. I want to say validates a little bit of our thought process, kind of what we're thinking. And um, then draft day comes and weird stuff everybody's happens. Wrong. <laughs> everybody's wrong. We know how this everybody's deal goes, wrong. dude. We've seen it plenty of times. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, so I think next week we do uh, day two, probably rounds two and three. Um, We'll see what we can do there. Maybe we'll go back. Uh, since Zerline did such a good job, maybe we'll see if he's got a day two, uh, round two and three monk, and we'll we'll go from there. If not, we'll we'll find one that we can do. But we'll um, figure we'll figure yeah. something out. That was so much fun. That was that was. I loved it. Oh, um, man. Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, got anything else? Ah, uh, no, man. That's that's all I got. Sweet. So yeah. Um, I'll drop this tomorrow, uh, so this will probably come out Friday for everybody. Well, it'll probably come out tomorrow late, but most of you will probably get it on Friday. But uh, So check it out. Send us your trades, questions, roster moves, whatever. Uh, if you got a topic you want us to cover, send that to us. Um, be sure to sign up for the Patreon. Uh, be sure to check out the idpnation.com. And spread the word about that. Help us grow. Um, all kinds of good stuff there. And, um, man, I can't wait. I, I'm so jacked for the draft now. Right. It's exciting. It's uh, Yeah, I, I, just two and a half weeks away. Oh, so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, me too, man. Like we said at the beginning of the show, it's like if you play Dynasty and you have rookie drafts and you're – it's like Christmas, man. So yeah, um, it sure is. Yeah, I can't wait. And um, shout out to you for uh, putting this all together tonight. It, it was a great idea, and this was a blast, man. I, I agree. Yeah, kind of come together last minute, but uh, yeah, I know we had in our Patreon. They wanted us to talk about some players whose values we thought would drop or decline this year. And I think with us doing this draft stuff, the rookie stuff these couple weeks, I think next week that's going to be our Patreon topic. So we'll do like that. It. We'll dig into okay. that and see some players that we think are going to drop or their value is going to drop or whatever. Um, so be sure to tune in for that. Um, as always, we thank everybody for supporting us, you know, listening to us, tolerating us. Um I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm going to mention it again. Thank you, AJ, one of our Patreons. Yes. He was our contest winner for this week. So he sent me his address uh, yesterday. So I will be getting his prize pack out to him in the mail tomorrow. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Um, and we'll uh, we'll try to do another drawing here in three months. We'll, we'll build it up and do another one. And uh, got a few things I'm working on. Uh, we'll see how it plans out. 
Um, but with that, if you've got nothing else, I think we'll call it a night. Sounds good, man. Uh, thanks to everyone, and uh, appreciate everybody that tunes in. And, and oh, tell them what you're working on, where you're at, Kyle. I almost forgot. Oh, well, same same place. Um, you can <laughs> find me uh, over at IDP Guys. Um, I haven't really been writing anything on the site. I've been working on the Rookie Magazine, and um, oh, your rookie I'm, rankings were awesome the other day. Oh, way. thanks, man. Yeah, I put the rookie my top tens at each position, uh, true position style, um, up on the Patreon. Um, top tens pre-draft and post-draft. I will. We all know how it goes post-draft. There's a, there's usually a shuffle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, we uh, sure yeah. do. Good planning to update those post-draft and um, yeah, man. That's I'm basically just getting ready for the big weekend coming up. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I I cannot freaking wait. Zerline has done me no favors tonight with this Devin Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, now got I'm pumped. Got y'all hot and bothered. Hot and bothered. Pitchforks out if this doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. But, yeah, be sure to tune in next week, day two, rounds two and three. Um, be sure to check out the idpnation.com page. Got those player profiles for rookies coming out, some other stuff, Debbie stuff. So go check that out. And, um, yeah, I think we've done all the damage we can do tonight. I think that's it, man. A great episode. I can't wait to do next week's. Right. We really start digging into uh, <laughs> some of these guys. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think players like Nicobe Dean and Muma and Chanel, uh, three that jumps out right away. You got to think mm-hmm. those are three that are going day two. So a lot of edge rushers yet that didn't come off the board that are good. Brisker, you guy. mentioned. I think uh, Hill is another one that you see go day two. Lewis probably going to be some corners. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Lewis Singh. Oh, he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of good players. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, this IDP class is Lewis uh, Singh will straight up thump you. Yeah, and and there's like I said, there's a ton of edge guys yet that yep. that haven't. Uh, that 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 are going to go day two. That are going to be awesome values and. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, man. But, yeah. Um, so, again, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Help spread the word. Thanks for the support. And we will see you. We're going to try to do this on Sundays. I know Kyle was a little under the weather and work got in the way for me this week, so we're a little behind. But looks like Sundays in, during the off season could be our day to do this. So, um if you're up for it, Kyle, we may try to do this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it all works out. Yep. Yep. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Peace.